born ready. Born <laughs> exactly, ready. I can tell. Over prepared. <laughs> Welcome, welcome to the Sanibel Captiva Guide podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We're going to go have a great podcast today. Um, I don't know if you know, but the uh, the Ding Darling Wildlife Society has a newsletter called Ding on the Wing, and uh, Laurie happened to be reading through it, and we found this fascinating story which we've talked about. Uh, it's Bill and Laurie Harkey um, that are joining us today. Truly fascinating story um, about donating to the causes that you're passionate about and how they went about it they did it a little bit differently to most um but welcome to the podcast welcome thanks for coming in thanks for having a chat to us thank you um tell us a little bit about so you've moved down here where are you from originally how did you find sanibel and you moved here in 99 but uh, 19 what 19 2019 and then so tell us a little bit how you arrived here and your backstory well, I was originally, I'm from Northern California, spent almost 30 years in the United States Army traveling all over the United States and the world. Uh, Lori and I met, in fact, in Hawaii. Uh, on vacation? Or uh, were you no, on stationed there? She was on vacation. I was really? on my way to Korea. No oh, way. Man. That's and a we great had, story. And we had uh, one couple who were mutual friends. Right. Uh, so we met there, and they refused to take any responsibility for our having gotten married. <laughs> but um, then we re- when I retired from the Army, we retired to Carlisle, Pennsylvania, and started coming down here in 2002. Mm-hmm. And what made you discover Sanibel? Did you know people that lived here? Or? My dad had come down for the month of March. He oh. was a Ohio Buckeye snowbird. Oh, right. Like and my he'd parents? Been, he'd been coming down for many years, so... When Bill retired, we finally had the time to oh, gotcha. come down and spend a couple weeks. Yeah, and we were smitten. What do you think? As soon as you we were smitten. We yeah. loved it. Yeah, and that was in 2002, you said? Yeah, right. we've been one, back every year since. One week became two weeks, became <laughs> three weeks, became, well, we want to stay longer, but now we have to find a dog-friendly place to rent. Okay. Uh, and that extended into about 2016, I guess. And I one day I looked at Lori and I said, why are we still renting? Why don't we buy something? Yeah. Right. We did that. And then uh, we were coming down to Snowbirds. And then in 2019, February of 19, I guess it was, uh, we had a pipe burst in the house up in Pennsylvania. Uh-oh. And... Uh, we got all that all was taken care of and one after, one day we're walking on the beach and Laura looked at me and she said we have one too many houses right which one should we keep and I had that is the dictionary definition oh. of a rhetorical question exactly. <laughs> so I smiled and said yes dear and uh, here we, we are we downsized in Pennsylvania and uh, came down here and have a look back so you you came here so you decided to stop renting and decided to buy a house down here right and then um so you've ended up you come down full-time residence and then pastimes i read a little bit about your pastimes lots of volunteering i understand and and i think Lori's yeah. she's uh yeah. all dressed up ready for her ready to go to ding this afternoon right um i um have was a medical social worker by my profession but as we moved around with the army every two years it was hard to keep up with my profession so i took up volunteering for the american red cross because wherever the military goes red, red cross, cross is there, is there. Mm. so i spent almost 20 years with red cross oh, wow 
Yeah. yeah. Wow. Which very rewarding, and I'm very appreciative that I was in a position to be able to do that. Sometimes during Desert Storm, I work more hours than he did as the active she did. service member. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Keeping Red Cross going. Right. So, so you were, t so just off topic a little bit, tell, tell, tell us the different places the Army took you. Where? Uh, I've been twice to the same city in Germany, Darmstadt, Germany. I was twice at the Pentagon. I was in Korea for a year. I was twice at Carlisle Barracks, Pennsylvania, which is where the home of the Army War College, which is the Army's senior service institution and that's that's a rarity you don't go back there twice usually I got lucky mm -hmm. um, various schools and, and shorter assignments around the United States uh, Indianapolis Fort Benjamin Harrison Indiana Fort Sheridan Illinois which is right up on the lake it's now closed uh, through base realignment and closing a number of years ago but uh, down in Atlanta Georgia for a couple of years and uh, graduate school at the University of Georgia go dogs so it was uh, it was a very fulfilling my last assignment was at West Point the US military no way. it doesn't get any better than that uh, yeah. right yeah uh, I see you like that yeah right? and she there are still scratch marks in the freeway where we had to drag her away from West Point <laughs> so you're saying so I know Sanibel's your love now but if you had to pick another place where would where you was say? the favorite place you assigned to or posted to for us probably West Point really yeah. uh, and so were you teaching there I was I was the director of public affairs and I got to teach the cadets on media relations and uh, uh, interview techniques etc and oh, what perfect. did you love about West Point Lori? I think mostly it was the cadets we had we sponsored cadets every year we're still in touch with them even oh, cool. though they're now senior military officers right they you know, became part they, of your family they've grown yeah. up yeah but uh, I think just the interaction with the cadets just fine young men and women and yeah how many how many people how many uh, students do they have at the West Point at West Point um, they bring in oh Lord I'm gonna I'm gonna probably say some numbers here that the Academy will come back and kick <laughs> before well, they graduate uh, some three or four, 350, 400 students a year. Really? They bring in 1,500 or so uh, plebes, freshmen. That usually pairs down to 1,300 or 1,200. And again, any West Point graduates out there listening to this who say I'm wrong, I apologize. <laughs> right. I, I've yeah. been gone for 20 years. We won't hold right. you to it. After, but, after a Google search, I found the total enrollment is 4,389 in 2016. All right. Okay. Uh, of all four years, so all four years. So, so that's yeah, yeah, adds up fifteen hundred a class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> and, and did you, you find yourself going overseas much? You mentioned you're in Desert Storm. I, or? No, I was not in Desert Storm in twenty nine and a half years. I never went to a war zone. Uh, I was in Germany twice and Korea once, right up on the DMZ in Korea with the Second Infantry Division. Wow. Uh, but. Uh, it never worked out that I was in. I was coming out of officer school in 1973s. So we were coming out of Vietnam. Right. So I didn't go to that issue, uh, and it just never worked out that I went to a war zone. But three times overseas, and lots of time around the United States. You know, that's a, a, an incredible. As a obviously, you can tell I'm not from here originally. But I had a customer um, a little while back who was uh, in the army for or in the Marines for. Uh, he did uh, four tours, so I think it was 12 or 13 years, through this tumultuous time, and exactly the same thing he said to me. He never 
once went to a war zone and I was like that is an incredible testament to the size of the US military that yeah. it can be that big and he said he was devastated by it he really wanted to go <laughs> but you know I don't know but he was in Japan he was in Germany he was everywhere but yeah. Um, but yeah I was just I thought that would be an impossibility to be when you've just topped it by yeah. saying you were 30 years my mother was very happy I'm sure she was I'm sure she was so what rank were you do you mind me asking when you when you no, retired I retired as lieutenant colonel lieutenant colonel uh, okay and was very happy to be at that stage because once you get promoted above that your time really is not your own anymore and your career is really not your own anymore uh, promotions uh, above the rank of colonel, full colonel, are up to the uh, up to the U.S. Congress, and uh, you just you lose you lose your own control over your own life. Yeah. It's it's great for the for the folks who make it, right. and I've got a lot of a lot of friends who did. I did not, and I'm not sorry. You're about not it sorry at all. about it, right? Yeah. No. The more more public posturing is it more like being put out in the private? Is it more political? Is it more some say it's some say the promotions after lieutenant colonel are more political than than uh, on merit but I'm not sure I agree with that it just happens to be the luck of the draw the the higher you go the the smaller the pyramid becomes right. yeah. and the the there is it's a selection board selection process at least up to full colonel and that pyramid gets pretty short at the top now, only maybe 10 15% of the people who are eligible Right. get selected get selected yeah. so you know I did I did fine I'm yeah you did very did. well anyway that's just more on my right. personal it's, curiosity yeah. going back to what we no. were here to talk <laughs> well, about well we were talking about uniforms you still have camouflage on today I couldn't believe he walked in and I read that how, how, 30 years in the military and I walk in and he's on his day off he's retired and he's wearing camouflage what, <laughs> but tell us but what your camouflage this, is this is golf camouflage right. <laughs> right. <laughs> look close is, yeah. uh, not, not G-U-L-F it's no. Uh, no. G-O-L-F not BDUs at all. Right. Yeah. So I oh, guess you have a golf game after this? I do. I do. Where are you playing? Over at Sanibel Island Golf Club. Sanibel Island Golf Club's great great golf club. They've new owners and vastly improved over what oh, used, absolutely. To, used to be. So Drew and Mary and the gang have just done wonderful things. Yeah, time. it used to be uh well, I'm not gonna go there, but it is now very, very good. <laughs> yes. It is very good. We'll leave it at that. But check it out. Um so anyway, back to so you, you decided that you wanted to do something unusual in as much as uh, benefit being a benefactor to these great organisations is not unusual, but you've decided to do it as a living uh, donation. So, why don't you tell us about that and the background about your family and the giving nature and giving back? So, run us through that because I'm sure people would be fascinated. Well, I think both of us were raised by parents who were very into their communities, very volunteer oriented. Um, Bill's dad was a Rotarian. Um, my dad, throughout his professional career as a businessman, spent every year he was on multiple boards, nonprofits, corporate boards. My mother was very engaged in um, the children's activities, the sports, scouting. Um, so they really, for us, set the tone mm -hmm. that how beneficial it is and how good it feels. To give your time right and we're very fortunate that we're also in a position to donate the money so yeah. these organizations can put it where they need it where they want it 
you know, to further their programs. And, and I think something you said, sorry, I think something you said about wanting to see how that money's spent and, and see <clears throat> see the actual progress that it makes is a very valid point. You can actually, you're going to be around to see it happen and working, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. And um, the day that we went to Crow and also Ding Darling to tell them this is what we wanted to do, Oh, the tears. Yeah. Okay, let's, let, actually, actually, we need to stop right there because we haven't actually said what you did. So tell us, this is the big deal. Oh. Yeah, so basically, go ahead. Tell us what you did. Well, we donated $1 million to Ding Darling and $1 million to Crow. Wow. Uh, <laughs> That's amazing. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Unrestricted. Uh, so that they could use the money as they saw fit where they needed it and uh, That's that's what we did. So you say I'm restricted. I didn't realize sometimes people put restrictions Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Sure, do sure they? they do really? and, for, and for good reason, right? Uh, right. But uh, a lot of people have uh, they're worried about they want construction on something or they want an education program or something like that gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, We just figured they know more about what they need and where they need, can use the funds the best so let's let them make the decision. That is absolutely fantastic. And you said something in tears when you when you <laughs> tears on both sides. I'm both sure. Sides, yeah. There were there yeah. were. I mean, we were so moved by their response. I'm getting choked up now. Yeah. Um, and the, and the, a funny aside is, Ding Darling had no Kleenex in their office. Oh no! She's <laughs> bringing out this big wad of paper towels. <laughs> and it's like, oh jeez. <laughs> All right, get some Kleenex. <laughs> yeah, no, I have chills yeah. about that too because it's wow, what a wonderful thing you've done for the island, for the people of the island, to the visitors of the island. And, and still running off to go volunteer. And if you're oh, listening yeah. and not watching, she's actually got a volunteer shirt on with a name tag, yep. and uh, that says volunteer on it. So actually ready to go volunteering right after this interview so fantastic yeah. kudos to you you know yeah. do you Thank volunteer you. at crow as well no unless you count delivering my recycled newspapers okay oh. cage liners but um i didn't know, you know they take they they welcome newspapers at they crow? do okay like nice clean the, not the glossy okay. inserts. Right. Oh, I didn't yeah. realize that. So anybody no, they out there? Use them in the cages for right, the patients. Right. Yeah, for sure. Anybody yeah. out there? Yeah. Drop off exactly. your newspapers to crow. They will be much needed. Yeah, that's incredible. And then do you do any volunteering yourself? <laughs> I do not. Uh, okay. Except when I follow her around and, and do some things <laughs> behind her volunteering. Right. right. <laughs> I, I, I play golf. I hunt. I'm in. I'm very involved Rotary. in Rotary. My father and grandfather were both Rotarians. I started going to Rotary meetings when I was about six years old. Oh, really? Because so, my father's club in Northern California had a Father Sunday, and they had a Father Daughter Day. So I'd go to the Father Sunday with him. I was when I was the student body president of my high school. Part of my job was to go to Rotary every week and report on what was going on there. And throughout my career, I was a program uh, a couple of times at his Rotary club, and I become. I was very involved in my club up in Pennsylvania, and I've come, become very involved in my club here. Oh, and, uh, that's when do you guys meet? When does the Rotary meet? Friday mornings at 7.15 at the community the house. Oh, the, the, the community. Yeah. We used to be at the Dunes. We're at the community house now. Oh, okay. okay. And our, our Arts and Crafts Festival is coming up starting yes, this Saturday. Right. Yes, that's right. Uh, it's our major fundraiser for the year. Yep. Mm. Uh, been going, I think this is the 36th or 37th year. 
Uh, and it's a it's a huge it's a huge deal for us and a big money raiser. Did you do it during the during the army? Sorry, did you do it during the army as well? Or is it not possible? Uh, did- well, during, I I didn't do much volunteering during the army. I mean, the army itself was a volunteer situation. <laughs> no, I mean, the rotary. Like, the rotary. Did- no, I actually uh, I joined for about a year in Pennsylvania when I was there, and then I got transferred to the Pentagon. I didn't get back into it until up at West Point, as a matter of fact. Mm. Uh, part of my part of my duties was to be in Rotary there. So I was in Rotary there for the three years we were up there. And then I came back, when I got back to Carlisle, I immediately rejoined the Rotary Club there in Carlisle and then jumped in when I came down here. I was a uh, uh, snowtarian, as we call them, <laughs> down it. here as a snowbird. So that's, that's If fine. you come here on vacation, can you come to one of the Rotary Absolutely. If you're, if you're a Rotarian, Rotarian, you are welcome as a Rotarian to go to any Rotary club in the world. Okay. Uh, anytime you want. My father and mother, when they retired, uh, my father used to carry, we have banners. Each club has a banner and we have banner exchanges. If you go to an, a different club, you take one of your club's banners and you get one of their banners. Oh, cool. My dad used to have a box of them in their motor home when they travel around and one of mom's jobs was to look in the rotary directory this is before <laughs> it was online and find a rotary club that dad could go and do makeups at okay. so, yeah it's, wow. it's a great organization if you're a rotarian uh and you don't take advantage of visiting another club you're missing out on a good part of the of the organization all right well, so everybody out cool. there on vacation come on visit the rotary that's right so tell us a little bit about the plans for the future what are you uh are you have, have they started utilizing the money now or do we do you know anything are you going to let that go and just see what transpires or I, the la- well you're on the board yeah at, I'm, at ding so you might know more what they have planned well we than I do. ding ding uh to my is my recollection because bergy miller the executive director mm-hmm. of the of the society sat us down and said this is what we want to do with it and they took half of it and uh, they have that in an ongoing long-term investment the way I understand it they took two hundred thousand dollars of it and set up a, a permanently endowed internship wonderful so we can bring interns in every year and the neat part about what happened with that is part of the reason we did this that we as we've said while we're alive is we can see how it's how it's being used and it might inspire someone else to do the same thing. Exactly. Well, it happened with this internship. Someone contacted Berge and said, I wanted to set up an internship just like the Harky one because why should I wait until I'm gone? That's wonderful. That, that's part of, that's one of the things that came out of this, doing, yeah. doing it when we did it, that uh, they now have a second internship they're setting up endowed for the same reason. So uh, a two hundred thousand endowment will in, it will enable how many interns per year? Is that, it a number or I, is I it, think that I think that takes care of one, one full time full time intern. Yeah. But it's 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 perpetual then. Yeah. That's awesome. And then they, like I said, half of it went into long term investment and uh what's that? Seven hundred thousand, so there's three hundred thousand more that that uh, they've used for other putting other, other directions. I can't tell you exactly what they right. are. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Sorry, I'll interrupt. No, that was it. I just, I do have chills too, because what a wonderful thing. And, <laughs> and, and it's not even the, the money too, it's your ethos of the volunteering too. Yeah. It's, you know, you and, don't need And Crow, that. I think, is going to put a lot of what, our, of what we've donated toward uh, rehabilitation or reconstruction on some of the barracks, some of the, the living quarters they have there for their. Uh, the interns. The interns and stuff. Right. Oh, Crow, that's great. So, yeah. Again, the, that's on one of the reasons we went unrestricted, so that they could use it the way they felt they needed to. Yeah. 
Yeah, which is amazing. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So tell us a little bit about the things that brought you to the island. If you've got any, um, you know, if you had any advice for visitors that were coming here, uh, what would you suggest they do? And there's no right or wrong answer. It's just <laughs> what do you like to do on the islands that you would like to share with other people? Well, I think we love to visit the other sites on the island. There's so much more than the beaches. Right. And that's what most snowbirds especially come down for because they're cold yes. and miserable. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, when we direct them to the Shell Museum, mm-hmm. to Ding, to Crow, the historical village, they're like... I didn't amazed. realize all this is out here. Yeah, and yeah. in my work at Ding Darling at the information desk, when we have a nasty day coming up, I'll say, looks like you had too much time on the beach. Have you considered the Shell Museum? We yeah. have a real octopus living at the That's museum. Cool. Mm-hmm. And people are like, really? Because they come for the beaches. Right, and they're missing... Them. They're missing so a much, lot. Yeah, probably half the island is yeah. Uh, yeah. other things you can do. So. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. What about yourself, Bill? Probably about golf? I'm golf, golf, <laughs> golf is pretty much <laughs> my deal right now. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm with Lori, I just, I I was at, uh, over by the uh, uh, cafe the other day uh, by Island, Island Paws, and there was a, two couples standing there with a map and said something about... The Over Easy Cafe? Yeah. Had a brain cramp there. But uh, there were two couples standing by their car looking at a map, and I just happened to hear one of them say, well, what's this, what's this ding? <laughs> and of course, I'm on the boards. Right. Ding darling is... <laughs> and I laid into my sales pitch, yeah. and I told them, you know, what it costs to go through. And I said, but if you have a senior pass or one of the various passes for national parks... Yeah. You can get in for free. Well, both the men reached in their wallets and pulled out their cards. And I said, "You're in." There go. But I said, it. "You <laughs> got." And again, like Laurie, you got Ding Darling, you got Crow, you've got the Shell Museum, you've got historical, you know. And right. one of these couples was on Sanibel. The other one was visiting, but that one couple apparently didn't realize all the stuff all the that stuff we have going on. Incredible, yeah, incredible. And it is the only. National Shell Museum that we have here. Right. Yeah. That's and, right. Uh, yeah. It's one of a kind. One of a kind. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, then you have the community house. You have oh. that. You know, big arts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The library. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'll point out that the Shell Museum executive director Sam Ankerson is a Rotarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Annie Campbell from Big Arts, who's a Rotarian. Right. Uh, we have Rotaries involved in a lot of things. Allison on this island. at Crow. Allison Crow at, at Crow. Allison Hussey is the uh, at, at Crow is, and Rotarians are involved in a lot of places mm-hmm. on this island. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Max, have All you got right. something for us? I am ready, if right. you are. I think we are. Ready for the quiz? All right. Yeah. We have, today we have three trivia questions. Okay. They are, well, they are Crow and Ding Darling centric for the first two. So we'll see how you guys are doing. All right. All right. Question one. Crow is a local wildlife organization on Sanibel. What does Crow stand for? Dad, you're pausing. I see everyone writing furiously and Dad looking off into space. That was, um... (laughs) 
I knew I was gonna trip somebody up. <laughs> yeah, when you're ready, flip it over. You may not be able to read my I writing. Know, I'm trying <laughs> I know. Read, I'm trying to decipher what Nick's writing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing the doctor trick. I'm making it so illegible that I can actually say it's whatever. It, I'll just make it up. Whatever you feel like. All right. With that, with that, you're going first. So let us know what you have. Center of rehabilitation. Center of rehabilitation of wildlife. I put center for the rehabilitation of wildlife. Oh no! Strike two. Gone. Go so on. Laurie's got clinic. Read it out. There, clinic Laurie. for the rehabilitation of wildlife. Clinic for the schooled. Rehabilitation of wildlife. <laughs> the schooled. <laughs> schooled by the Harkies. Uh, clinic. Okay. Uh, I knew I was gonna get you guys. Honestly, before I read the answer, I had forgotten and thought it was center. I had totally forgot what it was. Okay. I think we should change the name. Oh yeah, for you. If you can raise a million dollars, maybe you can right. change their mind. That's going to be my donation. You can do whatever you want. You rename it so we can right. get the. So we can have it retroactively get the trivia question right. <laughs> All right, question two. Ding dong dong. Ding what? <laughs> ding dong, which is We said this earlier too. No, it's stuck no. in my head. Ding Darling Wildlife Society is an organization in partnership with JN Ding Darling Wildlife Refuge. As of November 2021, how many years has DDWS been in operation? We should know that. I know so I right. should. Um. Oh. Nobody's right. Nick, you're not writing. No, I'm making sure my phone. Uh, it He's is. Um, Google it. Yeah. He's Googling it, yeah. I'm going to say. He'd still find a way to get it wrong. Yeah. Any day. Uh, Wait on you. Say, While we're young, Nick. Okay, got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. It's probably not right, but I've got it. All right, let's start with Bill. Your Bill? Turn, Bill. 45. 45. Laurie? Laurie? 40. 40. Another Lori put 40. 40. Dad? 38. 40 is correct. 40. Lori is and in Lori. the lead with two points. Which Lori? The Lori's, the Lori's L- get the one point each. L-A-U, Lori, is in the lead with two points. Lori, leave me hanging. Lori Harkey. All right, let's see if Lori can hold on to the lead with the final question. This may be confusing worded. I don't know. All we'll right. see. Sanibel is a very popular place for both tourists and new residents looking to escape the cold weather of the north. Since 1980, the population of Sanibel has increased by a factor of what? I didn't know there was going to be math on this quiz. <laughs> Are you talking like full-time, a popu- full-time population? Is that full-time population. Is it actual residents? 1980. Since 1980, has it increased by one times? Is it the same? Two times? Okay, doubled? Right, three it, times bigger? It, four it. times? After that, we go five times? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Okay, so we just need a what? time. Just, we need just yeah, what, by a factor of what has the population increased? Okay. Since 1980. Okay, to the nearest whole number. You don't have to give me decimals. I'm going to say... I don't... No. So you got to think what the population was what? in 1980. I know it exactly. No, you don't. Well, you said not decimals, so but if I was allowed decimals, I would actually. Oh, okay. Write decimals. Yeah, right. Well, I didn't even bother to do that math. What it is now? <laughs> yeah. It's one number. That's all you have to write. All right, go for it. That pro- hold on. Before I actually did, no, I wasn't cheating, <laughs> but I did just see what she wrote, and it is quite singularly 
the dumbest answer you yes. could ever put. Anyway, anyway, here we go. Mom, tell us what you got. Yeah. I put one. <laughs> the population is insane. Insane. It's it's completely insane. steady in the last 40 years, it's is what you're saying. It's not moved one yes. point. Excellent. I will tell you that is not the correct answer. Right. Bill, what do you have? Three. Three? Lori? Five times. Five times? I got nine times. The answer is two. Really? Bill is the closest. Wow. In 1980, the population was 3,363 full-time residents. And now it's 6,000. And as of 2019, the estimated population was 7,401 for an estimated population factor of two. Alright. But I had one, so, so how is Bill the closest? Yeah. Because you were wronger. <laughs> you were wrong. Just as his English is grammatically incorrect, <laughs> so is that also. He, he at least showed growth. You just uh, assumed that the population would remain stagnant. <laughs> well, right. well, say it about so many regulations, you can't... Yeah, yeah whatever. Right out, but yeah. Yeah. There's no way you're talking about that answer. I'm sorry. With that, the Harkies take a resounding win. Wait, two well points. Done, well done, well done. Done, well done. For the two of them, you get to ring the bell. What a pleasure! That's your your prize. Oh, and all excellent. Well, sorry, if you can hear any noise in the background, we've got uh, not only Max is clapping, but somebody's blowing some stuff outside. But um, oh. tell tell us uh, a little bit just before we go, really quickly. If somebody wanted to uh, get involved and uh, volunteer, how would they do it? How would they get in touch with uh, the organisations to volunteer like yourself? They can just walk in, they can pick up the phone, they can go to the website. It's Each organization has a someone designated as a volunteer coordinator, if you will. Yeah. Okay. And they're always happy for volunteers, especially in the off season. Right. Because all the snowbirds go uh-huh. away yeah. and operations keep going. The animals so. still keep animals, coming to crow. They right. do. Right. Yeah. They do. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. You guys have got an incredible story and hopefully it will inspire others to do something similar. Um, what a great testament um, it is that you've done what you've done and uh, we appreciate and applaud you for that. Thank you. And uh, may your golf game get better and may you carry on doing many years of, uh, <laughs> of volunteering. I'm playing on it. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Thanks very much, guys. If you like what you hear here and you... Uh, hear, here. Like, hear, hear, hear. I like hear, that. Hear, hear. That's two separate words, spelt differently. Here, here. Got it. And uh, ne- nearly as silly as one time. Uh, <laughs> Make sure you click the uh, notification bell and subscribe to the channel. Uh, that way you won't miss any future content. Check out the blog and the website, uh, thesandcapguide.com, for lots of extra content that isn't on the podcast. Thanks very much for joining us, and we'll see you on the next one. Okay, and a quick shout-out to our supporters. Without our supporters, we wouldn't be able to do what we do. Bayes General Store, Shop Fords, Rum Bar and Grill, Spoon Drift Island Bowls, Three Crafty Ladies, Gator Bites, Tail and Ale, Priscilla's of Sanibel, Coco E. Cabana, Sunwater Street and Sanibel Cars. And don't forget to reach out to Captains for Clean Water, one of our favourite island charities. Thanks very much. See you on the next one.